Okay, hello and welcome to episode three of My Pleasure. It's Monday at 7 p.m. in California, um, at least where I am. And, you know, maybe you're listening live on AMP. Maybe you're listening Thursday mornings when this comes out everywhere podcasts are available. Um, no matter who you are, where you are, I hope you are making a nice little ritual out of this show. Maybe you're folding laundry, maybe you're driving somewhere like work or the grocery store. I need avocados really bad. Can you grab me like three? Actually, grab me six avocados if you're headed to the grocery store and maybe some almond milk because I need to make overnight oats tonight. Okay. Um... A couple quick announcements. First of all, Austin, Texas, I'll see you this weekend. Uh, tickets at estheronice.com. And then as the year goes on, there's like five more cities I'm coming to. And I, a, a, a little order of business. If you're not already a subscriber to my text messaging situation, all you have to do is text me at 847-648-9098. If you missed that, don't worry. It's in my Instagram bio. But um, I think I'm going to do a sleepover drop soon. So you'll want to be subscribed for that. And also, I think typically when I'm coming to your city, I'll be able to text you. The system knows it knows where you are. Um, so if you're scared of me spying on you, which I'm really not. I wish I was, though. If I was allowed to, trust me, I would. Um, but yeah, sign up for that. Okay. I actually want to start today's episode with our segments, okay? Let's get warmed up with some segments, because I don't really know exactly where I'm taking this episode, so I need to, I need to warm it up. Um, Gosh, it is always weird to be like, hi, how are you? And then you can't say anything, but we'll get to that. Okay, so I just kind of want to get it kicked off talking about my anti-sadness this week because it's kind of a bold one. Also, Dave is two rooms over, bang, literally banging pots and pans. So if you can hear that. I think he owes us an apology. Um, my anti-sadness is that I made a vision board on Saturday night. And it was so fueling and fun. And dare I say I achieved a flow state, which is like the ultimate relaxation slash creative mindset, good energy vibe the flow state, right? We all, we, we've heard of it. We, we don't know if we've felt it. Um, but I think that's sort of for me, like when I zone out and my body and mind are just kind of going through the motions. I don't know. Basically, I'll, I'll explain it better with this specific example. So. Typically, a vision board is something that you, 
you know, let's say you're like, I really one day want to live in a house with a white picket fence and I want a German shepherd and I want three kids. Like, so then you'd make this vision board, right? And it would have pictures of those things on it. And that's cool. I think that's great. That's not really what I did. I didn't like think of the things I want and then look for pictures of them and then put them on the board. No. So technically I did not make a vision board. I actually completely am lying to you. I would say what I made is more of a mood board or like a feelings board or like a I think it's a mood board. So what I did was I went through these cool magazines with my friends. And I think you can do it with any kind of magazine. And obviously your materials will really dictate the direction of your board. And so I was with my cool girl friends and they had cool girl magazines. So that really dictated it in a great way. So there was like some Vogue magazine, Porter magazine, which I've never heard of, but was too embarrassed to admit. And what I did was I just sort of went through and whatever image or words just kind of like made me feel good or right, I ripped it out. And then I cut it out in a cute little way. And so I cut out a picture of Joan Didion, a picture of Elvis. I cut out a picture of Natalie Portman and like some words like self-portrait and a lot of pools, a lot of pools on my vision board, with or my mood board. And my friend Lauren kept saying, like, I think that means you want to travel more, which I think there's truth to that. But I sort of, I, and I, I mentioned this on a TikTok today, so I'm sorry if you already heard that, but I interpret it a little bit more like, I want to travel away from my own thoughts. So like to me, a pool represents this like state of peace. Like, oh, I'm just sitting by a pool and I'm drinking lemon water or uh, some sort of alcoholic beverage that somehow makes me hotter and healthier, um, even though I've never had alcohol before. But I just feel that it's there's a version of it out there that's like that. Anyway, but you're by a pool and you're just in like your ultimate relaxed state and maybe there's a book nearby you. Maybe you're reading it. Maybe there's chips and guac. I don't know. Maybe you're at a big private estate somewhere or you're just at a hotel or a friend's house. But there is something that the pool just symbolizes to me that's just you you got it all. It doesn't even have to be my pool. I don't have a pool. I may never have a pool, but I can visit one and I can achieve that feeling. And so I think that's why I put that on my vision board to just like almost like this dream version of me that's so relaxed and carefree and smart enough to have a book nearby, whether we're reading it or not. So that's Basically, the anti-sadness in summary is I think I want to make more of these mood boards more regularly because I found it to be, A, an activity where I'm not staring at my phone, which is like 
the, you know, what dreams are made of is finding something you enjoy that doesn't include a screen. And B, it was something really relaxing to do with friends. I can also see myself, though, doing it alone, listening to a podcast like this one. Hello. Um, maybe that's our next week's goal as everyone makes mood boards while we listen. Oh my gosh. I, why do I wish this was a cult so bad? It's so obvious. Esther, you're making it too obvious that you wish everyone who listened to this was sleeping over at your house and making a vision board with you tonight. Okay. So I think in general, making a mood board and then some sort of crafting project is like my anti-sadness this week. I want to source some fun magazines. By the way, all you need, random magazines, a poster board, and I highly recommend double-sided tape. Uh, you could go with glue sticks. Is that what those are called? Yeah. Wow. Middle school. No elementary school vibes um and by the way i remember all my elementary school stuff because you know your mom writes your name on everything and when i was in elementary school i was still kind of going by my nickname which was essie so i and my mom doesn't well she throws some things she throws like cool things away like all of her old vintage clothing but she keeps like basic boring, useful things like scissors and glue sticks from when I was a first grader. So in my parents' basement, which is where I love to sleep, where I get the best sleep still, better than any five-star hotel, um, on a futon that three dogs have pissed and thrown up on. Mm, Three who've all passed away. Three dogs that are no longer alive have all shit and pissed on the futon that I sleep on. Um, uh, anyways, there are these scissors and glue sticks and packs of glue that say Essie on them. And it only makes me feel so embarrassed still, which is not like me. Like, I kind of like to be a little baby and I like to, um, remember the good old times where I was running a cult out of Devonshire Elementary School in my own way back then. But Essie, it's still so embarrassing. I don't know. I Like, Essie. Like, if Dave called me Essie, I think I would throw up. But it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I should like it. I don't know why I don't. Do you have a nickname that embarrasses you from when you were little? I feel like everyone does, right? But then it's like, my actual other nickname is Little Esther. Everyone in comedy called me that for like a decade. And I think a lot of people still do. And it's still my Twitter handle. And I don't mind that one. I don't know. Now that I say it out loud, though, I'm like, I think I'm over it. Now I think my nickname is Esther Monster because in like the fashion world, I've noticed, I was about to say we because I absolutely believe I'm in the fashion world and pretending that I am at all times fake it till you make it but like the cool girls i've noticed they call other girls by their instagram handle so they'll call me esther monster you know they'll call em- emily radikowski emrata emrata because that's her handle and her nickname and stuff like that so kind of like esther monster it really has stuck and i'm like should it be different i don't know anyway anti-sadness is crafting 
We're going to mood board. Hopefully I do it again this week. We'll see. That might even be your hot girl homework. Oh, no, there's other hot girl homework. Just kidding. Okay. So the taste of the week, as you know, unless you're new around here, it's like, what is my favorite taste that I've had this past week or that I'm just so into it makes my mouth water? This week's taste of the week is, it's like an all-time favorite taste that I just, you can never go wrong. It's marinara sauce. So basic, so clearly inspired by my Italy trip, but also so true to me forever and always. Like, if you even dare try to serve me a pizza that doesn't have tomato sauce on it, a fucking white pizza, don't ever come near me with a white pizza. That's not a pizza. Don't ever come near me. Although I do like Cacio e Pepe lately, but like it's a waste of time realistically. I want tomato sauce. I want more sauce than pasta. I want it to be soup. I want it to be a big bowl. Oddly enough, I don't like tomato soup. So, but whatever. I want a big bowl of marinara sauce and then I want you to sprinkle in noodles and it's like cereal. And, ev- and a big spoon, so every bite has, like, way more marinara sauce than it does noodles. Ugh, I'm just so chic. <laughs> I'm just the chicest girl in all of the land. I want to eat a bowl of oh, whatever. That's a taste of the week. And my favorite, favorite tomato sauce that has never lost its crown of – it's never lost its title of best one ever for the last 10 years is – the brand, I say Rouse, I think it's Rayos, R-A-O-S. It's always like the most expensive one at the grocery store. It's really frustrating, but it is worth it. And side note, I've eaten at their restaurant. Did not like it. Did not like the sauce at the restaurant. But in the jar, all the kisses, all the besos. It's the best. Okay. I hope you have lots of pasta this week. Actually, I hope you have five noodles in a five-pound bowl of marinara sauce. Okay. Let's get to my crush of the week. This one is important. This is like my first formal announcement of my absolute love for this male podcaster who... I hope you've heard of him, but I actually think there's a really good chance you haven't heard of him. But I got inspired to come forward and talk about him this week because he was actually a guest on Real Time with Bill Maher. And I've been meaning to ask my dad if he watched yet to see this guy because this is like my guy. Me, Carlos, our friend Rumi, like we love this guy. And he hosts a podcast called Pivot. Who is it? Scott Galloway. He's tall. He's bald. He's just a bad motherfucker. I love this guy. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, first of all, he was referred to as the new at, by the New York Times as the Howard Stern for people with MBAs. Now, I don't have an MBA. I don't even have an 
what is an undergrad degree called? Whatever it's called, I don't even have that. And because I don't have that, I still have recurring nightmares that I have to go back to high school because I don't have a high school degree. I do, okay? I want to go on air right now to confirm I have a high school diploma. I've seen it. Every time I go home, I kind of just like glance over to make sure it's real because I have so many nightmares that I don't have it. But I do have it. I don't have the undergrad degree. I never walked across the stage in my college. By the way, I remember deciding like the first week of my freshman year of college If I did graduate, I was not going to participate in some ceremony. I was not going to buy a cap and gown. I was, no, in a crowd that big with all of these fucking losers. No, I love that I'm calling them losers. That's really just rude. But I, anyways, I don't have a college degree. This guy, Scott Galloway, He's the Howard Stern for people with MBAs. Master's business, business associate? That's got to be what that stands for, right? Anyways, he's a business guru. He's like a stock market, investory kind of guy. I know, it doesn't sound interesting. It doesn't sound like the Esther you know and love, but it it is. He, the reason I love him so much is that I always feel, I always feel, feel it in my gut that he is talking to us and he is operating and sharing off of the top of his intelligence. Okay, next segment. Hot girl homework. Your hot girl homework is actually to try overnight oats because my whole life, ever since I was a wee young thing and I guess I mean in my 20s. I always wondered, what are overnight oats? Will I ever be able to understand the science behind what they are? They're so complicated. They're so far away from something that I could ever be capable of. Well, I was so wrong in every way, shape, or form because I have been making overnight oats for the last like 10 days. It couldn't be easier. You don't even need a recipe. I waited my whole life thinking I needed the perfect recipe and bitch, you don't even need one. Just put a handful of oats, a couple pinches of chia seeds, several large glugs of almond milk, and you're done. Put it in the fridge. It's ready the next morning. Add some fruit. Add some nuts. I like pumpkin seeds. Overnight oats. And now you have breakfast. And now you're hot, okay? I I was just shocked at how easy it was. And also, it's making me a breakfast girl. And I got to tell you, to eat breakfast or to not eat breakfast, that is actually the question that has run my life for years. And I go back and forth. And what's so messed up it's every time I turn my back on breakfast, my parents are always there to tell me I'm a dumb ass idiot and that I should eat breakfast. And I always feel like I know better than them and that they're stupid and that breakfast is for losers and breakfast is for, is, was invented by the cereal corporations. And it's a, 
it's the it's mind control by the gut. No, I love breakfast. Breakfast has made me so much happier. I, my life is better, especially on work days. Dude, the amount of days that I have like been on an acting job and I skip breakfast and then I'm just miserable for hours and I'm stuck with no way of eating breakfast for hours until and I can't eat till my lunch break, like never again. And I'm saying this here on this podcast to hold my bitch ass accountable. Eat breakfast. What was I thinking? I th- I'll tell you what I was thinking. I think I was like thinking that I was doing some version of intermittent fasting, which is forget that. Okay. We're not do, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not playing these games. I'm eating breakfast. I'm eating overnight oats. And maybe sometimes I'm having eggs, but I'm just committing to the breakfast lifestyle. And I kind of want the listeners of this show, aka the members of the cult that I'm pretending that I have. I think your hot girl homework should be trying to have breakfast. Okay. And all my hot girls in my hot girl circles, they have breakfast. I know it makes no sense. Nothing makes sense. Everything is confusing. But this week, we're having breakfast. Let's get to our top five. So, top five-ish. Every week, top five could be anything. This week, top five-ish. Five basic things to be grateful for and appreciate. So, I believe that I have a life skill, okay, that's very special and very important. And that life skill that I have that I want to share with you is I can really appreciate some nothingness. I can get so excited, energized. I can get so energized and just hyped up over the smallest, most nothingness shit. And I don't know if part of that is being a person who was kind of mostly raised like an only child. You know, my my sister is eight years older than me. And so that kind of puts you in only child category. You know, certainly not someone that has a sibling that was within five years of my age, like ready to fucking play. So, and I've talked about this with other only children and also other people who only have siblings way older, is like, for me, where I thrive and also sort of the inspiration for this podcast is like sitting alone in my room with my like creative mind and my toys and like my music, just like alone in, alone in your room time. So, and also that's sort of a theme that like I share with my dad because he would always tell stories about growing up with a really big family and always, you know, everything took place at his house and his cousins, whenever we randomly run into them, they're always like, why are we always alone in your room? Like my dad was always hiding in his room basically. So that's kind of like of my culture, we'll say, is to spend time alone in your room. But the reason I bring that up is because I think when you are kind of an an alone person who spends alone time in your room, 
you learn to like be imaginative and build a big story around something small. And so I think that's kind of the logic behind this top five, which is again, top five basic things to be grateful for and appreciate. So here's my list. Number one, I have a car. I cannot believe I have a car. Another recurring dream I have is where I have no way of getting home from school and I have to take like three buses or I have to ask like three different people for a ride. I miss the school bus. There's all this like Michigas. I can't get home from school. And it's because all I wanted throughout high school was my own car so badly. Like, I dreamt of it. I still dream of it. That's how bad I want it. I want to go back. I can't ever repair this wound unless I have a time machine and can drive myself home from school. But I can't do that. The wound is never going away. And what's really great about the wound is it has left me to only feel so much appreciation towards the the fact that I can go outside, get in my car, and drive wherever I want right now. I could do that. I could drive to Whole Foods. I could drive to, I can't think of anywhere else to drive. (laughs) I can't think of anywhere else I would drive to, I guess, the comedy store. Um, I think those are pretty much the only two places I drive, but I feel so much freedom and empowerment by the fact that I have a car. And I think also because I drove a 2001 Toyota Camry for 13 years, I really appreciate my new car. I got a new car last year. It's a, what did I get? A Corolla. It's a hybrid. It's a beauty. It has a backup camera. It has no CD player, which is hard for me. But I think the backup camera is the only new and improved technology. But it's just so nice. It might as well be a Tesla. I, I look at it and I view it as a Tesla. I just think it's so, oh my God, the windows go up and down. The windows go up and down. So I think delayed, would it be delayed? Yeah, delayed gratification. Like I think like long hauling it with my old car was truly a beautiful thing that I did. And gosh, Oh, the meetings that I went on where I had to go pick up that car from the valet stand in front of everyone that I just had dinner with. That really builds character, especially for some reason, whenever I had like team meetings with my agents or my managers at the time, like they all drive really nice cars because I think that's kind of like a part of the Hollywood lifestyle is like, you know, you want to look like a successful person. You drive like whatever car it is. The time, maybe the BMWs, the Audis, like Audi, whatever. Now I would say probably Tesla is like the it car that everyone in Hollywood has to have in order to like show off. But I built so much character by always having that fucking valet pull up with the most beat up, dingy, filled to the brim with garbage, Toyota 2001, my, I'll never forget, wait, literally September 11th, 2001, I'll never forget looking at that car in my driveway being like, oh, this is a crazy day because my dad's car is in the driveway. 
That's the car I was driving to these meetings. I had my own TV show. Okay, sure, it was on Freeform, but that's still a great network that provided us with a wonderful opportunity. We shot two seasons, and I drove that 2001 Toyota Camry every single day to work. And all of our writers had better cars than me. And my cleaning lady had a, has, has a better car than me still, cause she has a better car than the Corolla. Like, and oh my gosh. And one of my writing partners, my friend Nick, who I wrote this movie with that hopefully we'll shoot this year, he would always say like, you know, everyone thinks the cleaning crew is here when you, when you go, when you go places. So anyways, that car, it's still in my garage. For some reason, I can't get rid of it. I like it so much. Anyway, I built character, and I appreciate that I have a car, any car. Oprah says a car is supposed to get you from point A to point B, okay? A car, I remember, there was this woman on Oprah sometime in 2007, which was the year I watched every episode of Oprah because I was really depressed in college. This crazy woman couldn't stop spending her money, and she was a she had a spending addiction. And she said to Oprah, I need to have a nice car. It's an extension of who I am. And Oprah looked at this bitch and said, a car is transportation. It gets you from point A to point B. And it just, I never, that never left my body and it never will. So no, you don't need a car to show off. Okay. If Build your character first. Moving on. Car rant over. Okay. Number two on the list of Top five basic things to be grateful for and appreciate. I can film or photograph anything I want whenever I want with my phone. That is a thrill, okay? There was a time where it wasn't like that. And I'm very energized by the fact that I can just make a little mini movie with clay figurines if I wanted to. I mean, maybe not. That sounds actually really hard, but I could figure it out. That's number two. Number three, the fact that I can just free write and journal is really energizing to me because when I sit down with a notebook, I prefer a five-star notebook. It reminds me of my high school days and I just journal and free write in it or sometimes I'll do it on my iPad. Like that is freeing it is uh it's kind of it's like meditative it's just a really it supports me in a good way number four on the things that i'm so excited about even though they're basic and i'm very appreciative of watching really good tv shows like mad men or seinfeld dude i'm a little nervous about the end, the state of the entertainment industry. I don't think they're going to keep making really great shows for cool, smart people like us. <laughs> um, and do you see what I did? I'm like too excited. I'm like, we're so smart and cool because we're in a cult and we're best friends forever. And I'm locking the doors and no one can leave. Um, I just am worried that like dumb people are slowly taking over. And, like, kids just watch videos of people playing video games. And, like, eventually, they're not going to make money making really, really smart, great stuff like Mad Men and Seinfeld. I hope I'm wrong. 
I'm most likely wrong, but it's just a thought. Like the really high quality TV and film is like slowly going to go extinct. Like, why is it that there's all these like amazing high budget, really great films from the nineties? Like those aren't really happening anymore. Anyway, that's why we're, we're looking to indie films to bring us back. But I fear we'll lose those things. So I'm trying to really appreciate the fact that we ever once had them and that there are resources in our lives. Like I have never seen Mad Men, so I'm going to watch it. And, you know, I'm going through it very slowly because I usually don't watch TV until late at night. And then I get 10 minutes into something and I'm like, oh my God, I've never been more tired ever. And so I go to bed, but um, and I don't know how sustainable it is to watch Mad Men 10 minutes at a time. There's like seven seasons. But anyways, I'm just really appreciative that we have really high quality entertainment and we have access to it. And yeah. And then the fifth thing on my list is just walking. I just appreciate it. And when I broke my toe three years ago, I couldn't walk for like several months and it was horrible. So I'm really, really glad that I can go on walks. Even though there's a heat wave in LA and it's been impossible to walk the last 10 days, I know that the heat wave will go away and it'll be fine. And yeah. Okay. So let's get to some topics. Um, you know, FOMO is not your fault. I'm really sick of feeling like when I feel FOMO, which is the fear of missing out, in case my dad is still listening, I'm sure he doesn't know what that means. Um, FOMO, we feel it and we kind of blame ourselves. At least I do. When I feel FOMO, I'm like, I'm such a fucking loser. Like, I wasn't invited and it's my fault and I should be cooler than this. I shouldn't have FOMO. I should be happy with my life. And, but that's really not the, that's not the narrative, actually. I think that I, I just keep going back to this, but like, we are social creatures. We are not these divine intellectual beings that we wish we were. No, I'm a little animal. I'm a forest creature. And if I'm going through the forest and I see some other forest creatures who I know and they're doing something and they didn't fucking invite me, I'm like, I want to go over there. I want to be included. I want to be involved. And that's my nature, okay? So, again, I'm really, this is kind of like this month has really been for me about um, not blaming myself for these instincts I have and really just recognizing that I'm just a human and I, I'm just going with it. I don't know. So, FOMO is not my fault and I will be honest with you and get kind of vulnerable for a quick second that like there was an event from a social circle that I'm a part of or was a part of um, that I wasn't invited to and it was someone's wedding 
And I actually have nothing against the person who did not invite me. I, there's, it's not about that. I love that person so much. He had a small wedding. I love it. I'm going to have a small wedding if I have a wedding. Can't believe I even just said that. This person won't be invited to my wedding. They're just, we're not that close, okay? It doesn't make sense. And so it's not about that. There's, I'm not bitter. I really am not. I know the easiest way to see if someone is bitter is if they say, I'm not bitter. I'm really not. But I think it was like seeing this group of people who I used to be really close with all having fun at this wedding it made me upset. It did. It it made me have FOMO and it made me feel like I wish I was there and all the fun that could be had and all the memories that could be like reviewed and shared. You know, I am such a nostalgic ass bitch. I love to sit around and talk about the good old days and laugh about random old times like that is really something that I value. I place a lot of value on memories and, you know, I, I'll never be embarrassed to be the person at the hang that's like, wait, remember this? And, the, and everyone's like, what? We don't even remember that. Like, that's my role. I don't need you to remember. I'll remember. I'll remind you. So I just found myself feeling hurt and angry and all the bad emotions that no one ever wants to feel. And it's like so shameful to feel them. But, you know, when I called my mom and I vented to her, and it's funny because I was kind of venting about a, like things around this situation and ways I felt towards some of the people involved. And, you know, my mom, I was like, what do you think? And she's like, I think you're, you know, I think you wish you were invited to this wedding. And I'm like, I think she's right. I think that like all these things I felt like how I was mad at so-and-so because they never reached out to me about this and that. And it just had, I, I just was hit with a classic case of FOMO and it happens and it's not a big deal. A touching base on a challenge from last week. Last week we said we were going to stop saying the words excited and obsessed. And so we came up with energized and intrigued. So I wanted to give you guys some other new options to say. So instead of excited, there's energized and then we're adding into that thrilled and elevated. I don't know if those work, but and then for obsessed, I guess these kind of all work together, but and then the other two new, new words are captivated and fixated. I think thrilled and captivated are pretty good. I noticed a lot of you guys posted or some of you guys posted that you were energized and what's the other one? Fuck. I just said it. Energized. It's not in, no, intrigued. Yeah. Um, you posted that about your experience with this podcast. So thank you. And thank you guys, by the way, so much for posting on social and for the iTunes reviews and the ratings and all that. I've been loving reading them. I appreciate the support for the show. It's a small show. We're just going to keep growing. Um, 
Yeah. And also when you guys DM me either at Esther Monster or at My Pleasure Podcast on Instagram and tell me the things that you like about the show, that's really helpful. I love constructive thoughts. Um, I, I do believe this is a two-way conversation to an extent, obviously, like haters, you're not included. But um, yeah, again, this is human socialization to me. And so I want this to be an experience that is fun, entertaining, useful, beneficial to everybody involved so that the cult sleepover will go off without a smash. Is that a saying? I hope so. Um, and I do think that that's kind of it for this week. I really appreciate you guys sitting here and listening to this stuff. And, you know, Austin this weekend, I'm, I'm looking forward to that tremendously. And sleepover by esther.com is where I sell my clothing line. There's going to be a new drop. I'm finally getting my shit together and, you know, getting the right assets I need, like taking cool photos. Um, and yeah, you guys, that's it. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to subscribe.